family. It is your boy, Bez Barami, coming at you with another episode. We're going to talk today about investment strategies and specifically one that we use quite often that works really well for us. Um, so when you're looking at an investment, right, and I want to make this podcast quick and to the point so you get it right away. When you're looking at an investment, you're always saying, do I use fundamental analysis? Do I use technical analysis? What's the difference? What else can I do to help get my average as low as possible? What can I do to mitigate as much risk as I can when entering into a position? So Cube is a big fan of using both. We know in the world of finance and the world of investing, the two teams are split and a lot of them are pro one and so against the other. And we are of the mindset of just going right down the middle path and using the best of both worlds. So for those that don't know, fundamental analysis, these are people who look at uh, multiples like price to earnings, price to sales, enterprise value over EBITDA, things of this nature. They, they look at um, the balance sheets. They look at the income statement, the cash flow, and they, uh, they do comparative analysis with other companies in the industry, in the sector, to make a decision on whether or not the company is valued properly and if there's any kind of opportunity to make some decent money. On the flip side, there's technical guys. These are the people, they're also known as chartists. These people don't care about the underlying company per se. They just care about the charts. What what are the trends? What, what can they see that they could potentially make money on? Uh, these people use uh, volume. They use uh, things like MACD. They use uh, relative strength index, money flow indexes, Bollinger Bands, Fibonacci levels. They use all these um, really cool uh, technical measures to see if a stock is you know going to rebound off its moving averages. Is it going to break through it to find a... Uh, a pattern. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for patterns. They're looking for breakouts. They're looking for breakdowns. They're looking for all these kinds of things. And generally speaking, people who are chartists, they are in and out. They tend to be very quick with what they do in either day trade and most of the time uh, a swing trade, which will be maybe for a few weeks. Generally, you won't see anything longer than that. Um, and then the fundamental people, they are looking usually longer six months out one year out five years out ten years out because um a fund someone who focuses on fundamentals they are okay and they understand that it could take a while for a company's uh value to maybe reach more of its intrinsic you know valuation uh, and that could take time whereas the technical people are more focused on what's happening now what can i make a profit on immediately or in the next day or so and then boom, onto the next name, or in many cases, hop on the opposite end of the trade now. So they went long, they wrote it up. Now they're gonna flip uh, the script and take it and short on the way down. Um, so they they play back and forth. So Cube, we are huge fans of both. Actually, um, I like to use technical analysis as a good entry point. I like to look for. Um, a nice chart setup to enter into position on a company that I feel is fundamentally undervalued. Um, I've noticed this works extremely well for me and 
I have no problem waiting it out. As many of you know, especially our subscribers, the Cubefolio is definitely geared toward long-term growth. We don't make too many moves a month. If I had to say the average, it's probably three to six, give or take, uh, trades, investments per month, uh, whether it's adding on a position, entering into a new position, entering into a short, generally around that area. Um, so we like to use both. So if I notice, for instance, that um, on on the money flow index or on the RSI, the relative strength index, that the stock is signaling oversold, okay? And, and I'll do some YouTube videos on this because uh, I'm going to need to show visuals, but for the sake of the podcast, I'll see it's oversold and then I'll enter in, uh, but I, I won't do it on a company that I'm, I'm not comfortable with investing um, for the long haul. Generally, I only like to invest in companies uh, if they're sound or if I think there's some big growth prospects out in the future or even currently. Um, so that's what I'll do. I'll notice it's on the, like oversold, get in. And then wait it out. I have no problem with that. Uh, same thing on the other end. When I'm shorting, um, there's really it's really the same thing. I'll look if it's overbought for for the best possible entry point, you know, to cr- increase my probability of trying to get in at the, at the top. And it'll be on a company fundamentally that I think earnings will slow down, or the industry will get crowded from competition, or there will be pricing pressure, or something of that nature. So I like to take the best of both worlds and implement them into my strategy. See, it's all about taking what works for you and leaving the rest. That's it. You just have to find, like we talked about in other episodes and on our new YouTube channel, it's all about finding what works for you, what your strategy is. And now, before I finish this up, I want to talk about one thing that I use very often. See, that's when entering the position. I also use what is called dollar cost averaging. Now, many of you may have heard this, DCA. What it is I will, let's say I buy a stock. Okay, I love this company. I think they're set up for some serious long-term success. But it's a volatile name, and I don't know exactly what will happen today, next month, two months from now, but two years from now, let's say, three years from now, I think this thing's going to be so much higher. But I want to I lower the risk I take um, when entering into the position. So what do I do? I buy a certain percentage percentage upfront, okay? It's not the full amount I want to own. Let's say I want to own $10,000 of a stock, okay? Maybe instead I'm going to buy three grand upfront, okay, right now, and then I'm going to make a commitment over the next seven months to put $1,000 in every month. Now, what this does is it, it mitigates my uh, entry price. Now, the company can keep going up every month, right? It could. The stock can keep going up. But what the what the nominal $1,000 does is I just happen to own less shares as as each month passes. I just grab as much as I can with $1,000 every month. Um, and what this does is it, like I said, reduces the risk of entering at one point in time and also helps even out um, your break-even. It could, it could, your break-even can definitely rise, but... At the same time, you could definitely get it down too because when the stock falls, that same thousand buys you more shares. Um, now, granted, this could bite you, but it could also save you. But at the, but what you're doing is you're reducing the amount of risk. And that is something that I really, really love to do and works super well for me. And um, also, believe it or not, allows me to get rid of uh, maybe some of the 
uh, hesitancy of entering into a position. And I know many times I talk to you all, you all and it's, I'm about to go in, I'm about to make the jump, I'm about to make the investment, and then you get cold feet. So it's so good to to do this dollar cost averaging, especially if you get nervous before a trade, because what it does is it allows you to say, I'm going to buy 25% up front now. If it's not the best price, it's okay, because I'm going to keep adding until my full position is developed over the next month, two months, three months, so on and so forth. You know, uh, so it, it actually helps you sometimes overcome, not saying that I have the fear, but I know a lot of people do. But when I was starting out, I did. I, I was nervous. I, I was like, do I get in? Do I make that jump? Do I make the leap? I was like, you know what? Why do I have to put all the money uh, up front right now? Why? There, there's there's no need to take that kind of risk right now because it's especially if it's a volatile name. You get in at five bucks and it falls to three. If your dollar cost average, you know, it's... It's a lot better for you now. You get that average down to three and change, four. So these are some strategies of when we enter, how we look to enter using fundamental and technical analysis, and then what we're doing afterwards. Um, and usually the dollar cost averaging comes into play for people that are looking long term. Um, a lot of people do this with ETFs. Like every month, I'm going to buy $100. I'm going to put into the S&P 500 and just keep doing that forever. People do that. That's also dollar cost averaging. Um, And it just consistently putting money to work. That's fine too. Uh, People who day trade, they already stopped listening to me about six minutes ago. (laughs) But um, for those who look longer, longer term, definitely look into both of these strategies. You don't have to be part of the school of thought that it's one, one, philosophy and the other is garbage never felt that way it's always nice to take the middle route use both to your advantage and call it a day i hope you all enjoyed this episode more great ones to come please check out our youtube channel we're also on twitter same handle as the instagram at cube wealth on all of the platforms no underscores nothing just at cube wealth guys we're we're providing so much value out here please Take advantage of all the free content. If you're looking to know what Cube is investing in, feel free to subscribe. It's literally only $10 a month. The amount of time you're going to save alone on on the research we do, your time is definitely worth more than $3, $4 an hour. Take a look, guys. Make sure to email us, DM us if you have any questions. We'll be sure to help you. You know we don't get any sleep. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your night, wherever you are. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Take care.